She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 127 is brought to you by patron Elizabeth Chipratacool and by the podcast Sounds Like Crows. listening to episode 127 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play podcast that highlights women as GMs. Hey y'all, I'm Andy, and on today's podcast, my co-host Senda and I are joined by Ree from the Magpies podcast to finish up our play of Descent into Midnight, which will be on Kickstarter in February. Okay, let's hear some more about those volcanic shafts. A special thanks to Richard Coitz Landry for editing this episode. I would like to sort of move through the area and kind of just feel on the the water to see if I'm getting any kind of whiffs of of bad feelings, like move my, my tentacles around and kind of just explore the area. You move kind of into that space and you find, you have to dig a little bit, but you find this rotted mass of of plant matter that is clearly blighted it i mean it seems like something buried it here something put it here oof oof tangled tangled we have a problem mm-hmm. what we have a we have a problem we have like yes big... we do have a problem the yes. eels have the blight and yes. are passing them psychically yes and my i'm at this point i am flashing like little red like red and blue siren lights i oh, think no. is what's happening <laughs> <laughs> like do we need to evacuate the area potentially yes um you might want to look at this but i wouldn't recommend touching it so tangled f- floats over and eyes the mass oh that is uh that's some blight, blight. right uh, there i'm telling you like right here blight but like buried uh, buried in the s- sand blight like science shrimp the, the researcher comes over science and shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp jobs <laughs> how did you know my name <laughs> well M- mr jobs i think you might want to relocate your breeding eels you might want to separate them and do the same tests it seems that someone well it seems that strong arms has has found the blighted material so I, I, I hesitate to say we need to destroy the blighted eggs. I, I'm not that uh, kind of a thing person. Yeah, but, but we may. Um, well, I mean, that was what we were. So, I mean, it's not like we can give them to anyone. And oh, oh this is dreadful. Um, right. Yes. No, we will. We will. I mean, could we let them like, could we set them up in a nice little farm? They're going to die anyway. <sighs> oh, that's fair. Well, uh, like they're actually just going to die. That's what the blight does. So, um, um, uh, I would recommend that this area should probably be evacuated. Yes. Yes. Uh, we will. Yes. All right. We need to, to quarantine the breeding eels here and start testing them for infection. And right. all right. Yes. Um, we will, we will work on that. Uh, and, and keep an eye out on, on all of your personnel as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to say, but I would like to make a psychic construct. Okay. To encase the blighted plant. Ooh. Yeah. Mass. 
That's going to be an Echo's gift. So I'm going to roll plus altruism, which is a plus one for me. Okay. I got a six. Oh, Yikes. okay. <laughs> so there is something wrong. Yeah. I think there is something wrong maybe in the Echo. Uh, there's something wrong with this particular mass. There's something, I think, psychic, emotional that really throws me off because I'm trying to encase it because I don't want my friend to have a tentacle amputated. Right. But now I have to resist. I also have to resist corruption, which makes sense. First, roll that resist corruption, and let's okay. let's see what that does, and then we can kind of figure out how exactly this went wrong. What do I add to resist? You add plus corruption marked. Oh, boy. So right now, you both have plus three on this. <laughs> oh, oh so boy. Interesting. Yeah, th- this is, if you've played masks, this is similar to take a powerful blow, where you mark plus conditions, and this is where you want to roll lower. Oh, so boy. The, oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> I rolled an 11. Okay. So, on a 10+, the corruption works its way deeper into your mind, body, and soul. So, mark another point of corruption. So, you are now at 4. Okay, 4 out of 5. And, uh, I think what happens, so I'm going to kind of play off that hopes and fears ability that you have as well, a Mm -hmm. little bit. So, you you reach out, you know, into the echo, kind of trying to mold the psychic energies Mm -hmm. into a, a safe container. And in doing so, you psychically brush up against this blighted mass and you get a a brief flicker of a memory of a creature that you can't really make out you know what it is but you can tell just from the feeling that it is something that is very sick and their thoughts feel off something about the way that the thought patterns are it doesn't feel natural and organic mm-hmm. and you you see i think you're seeing it from this creature's point of view so you can't see who it is yeah and you see some like fins batting at the sand to dig this hole and then this this mass is dropped and then it it's reburied and the the memory fades as this creature floats away from the space mm-hmm. and i think that's that's what you see is that something sick something wrong with its mind, something psychically going on, brought this thing here and, and buried it. And I think that kind of because of this, like this vision overtakes you, the mm. container you're trying to create just fizzles out and, and does not appear. Tangled is reeling a little bit. I think Tangled's a bit staggered. And they they actually reach out to like put a appendage on... <laughs> Strong arms mm-hmm. to like steady themselves. Oh, strong! Some somebody put this here, but they're not. I don't know if they meant to. They seem they seem like they're sick and they like they need help. Is it possible for someone to be mind controlled? I mean, until today, maybe, we didn't think, or that maybe the the blight could affect our psychic spaces, but like. Uh, maybe it can. But someone brought this, so it feels like there was some intentionality. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think that it buried itself. Right in the middle of the breeding eel's pen. Yes. Accidentally. Yes. I'm very concerned. Um, I don't know if it's better or worse that it is currently uncovered and potentially filtering out more quickly, but we do need to find a way to contain it and remove it from the vicinity 
I I think as you're saying that, a couple of of creatures. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say starfish. Yes, type yes. creatures, but with like twelve arms. Oh. <laughs> yes, wearing basically like hazmat suits. <laughs> come star Come crawling in, and they they have some kind Protective. of like yeah yeah containment yeah. device because you're you're working with biotechnology yeah. you have hazardous materials mm-hmm. they've got a hazardous waste protocol so they are like working right. to to get this okay. contained good. and sealed good, off good, good, good. right well <laughs> and now now you have something to test right. against mm-hmm. yes and the scientists can do their sciencey thing yes and figure out the markers and whatnot we need to find the fish that planted this here do you so what do you remember about them? Do you remember I only remember fins. I was like it was one of those flashes where I saw someone else through someone else's eyes. Oh yeah, that's that's weird. So I saw through their eyes and they were fuzzy up top and so they had do I remember the color of the fins or anything? Um or, or are they weirdly shaped or uh, I think that they like they were kind of a, a silvery blue yeah. which could be dozens yeah. of creatures have those. But I think that one of them had a kind of some of the like, I, I feel like the blight kind of the way that I'm picturing is that like mm-hmm. when plants get those like spots yes, where it kind of yes. like eats a hole through it where it's black around the edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that the, the fin had some of those black, like one of their fins had some of those black infection right. yeah. holes on it. Right. One of, at least one of the fins had some, some places that the blight had eaten through. Oof. And I yeah. think my, my tentacles make like a series of holes. And then I like look through them at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like that. Yes. I see. Very good. You're very expressive today. <laughs> I'm always very expressive. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I'm constantly doing interpretive dance. I, yes. But that's why <laughs> so, I dance with you because I'm being expressive and you are interpreting. I, I sometimes don't know. Right. But I mean, I'm literally doing it. All the time. I'm right. just invisible, I mean, I, so you I, can't I see. I also am not sure, because you're invisible, exactly what you're interpreting sometimes. Just, you know, the but, emotions. You know, uh, but I accept you. I accept you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I think maybe should we check with some of the clinics to see if any fishes come in, like with, with parts of their fins eaten through? That would be a good move. We should also maybe mm-hmm. ask Shrimp Jobs if anything... Anybody's like not showed up for a shift or something or been acting sick. <gasps> oh, that's good because this is locked yeah. down. Uh, this is researchers yeah, so only. Maybe we can narrow it down to a list or something from here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in, in talking with, with, with shrimp jobs. Mr. Jobs. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast is missing all of our like tentacle gestures and they're very funny. Oh, well. Just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> um is is able to tell you that uh unfortunately they they've had a number of researchers i think mm-hmm. f- i'm gonna say four who haven't shown up recently um because you know you work for algae you get the latest you know, the the latest tech oh um, boy so oh, they yeah. they were yes but that would have been after right. yeah. this was placed. So was there someone who maybe didn't show up for work before then? Or a, an unusual delivery, maybe? Or a, a person making a normal delivery, but they weren't your normal delivery person? 
so there's like there there's the the researchers who do mm-hmm. all the the science, and then you kind of have the like the eel caretakers who are the yes, ones that are yes. actually out there, you know, hurting the eels around, yep. and getting them to like each other, exercising them, yeah, making sure that you know, making sure that they're eating, and you know, all of that that stuff. And I think that like he has to think about it for a little bit, but he he does recall that one of the the caretakers hasn't been in for several cycles now. I feel like we're deep enough that there's probably not really a concept of days. <laughs> yeah, day night thing. But yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. kind of timekeeping cycle. Yes. Um right. so for for several cycles right. they they haven't come in. It's based on mm-hmm. the vol- when the volcanic shaft erupts. Quote yeah. Unquote. Yeah, when there's sort of a, a new burst of of thermal energy. Right. A a caretaker known as Lime uh ha- hasn't come in for for several cycles and I think they look similar to the the rememberers, the little silver fish, but they're larger, yeah. and I think that they have um, yeah. What some eels have, or even like ribbon eels, those kind of like really roughly fins. Yeah, yeah. I think that they have a lot of those along like their sides, and then they have kind of larger front fins that are sure. more hand like that they would be able to perhaps dig with oh interesting yes yeah so he he recalls that this person hasn't shown up for for several days several cycles mr jobs i'm very (laughs) impressed that you remember all of your employees names of of course and keep track of them we are all valued members of this community working together in our post-capitalist utopia (laughs) that's right i wouldn't be surprised about this Is there anyone who might know where Lime lives? Uh, yeah, you're, you're given directions to a, a residential district that isn't too far from sort of the, the main thermal vent area. And yeah, so you, you can, I, I think what I'm picturing is that it's, I think kind of similar to, to where your sanctuary is. I think it's like just sort of a, a large rock that has a bunch of little like holes and caves pockmarked into it. Yeah, so you, you can head over there and, and look for... This, this infected person. Yeah, let's start there and just see how that goes. So I think that you, you reach the, the little cave unit that, that is supposed to belong to Lime. And when, when you look inside, there's no one there that you can see. And it's not neat and tidy. It looks like someone like left in the middle of of things like there's there's stuff kind of scattered around not in a way that looks like the place has been tossed but just sort of uh, somebody was living here and then somebody was not very abruptly yeah and they didn't they didn't spend the time to take much with Mm -hmm. them or clean up or anything right gosh yeah i think we need to carefully poke through this space yeah can i use hopes and fears i know that the I know that the fish isn't here, but could I read the silhouette of the of the place to sort of feel out its memories? Yeah, I think so. Because um, the the silhouette is like everyone kind of has a a silhouette in the echo of themselves, and I think that for someone's home, they would kind of imprint psychically on it enough that you could definitely do that. Yeah. Whoop. <gasps> I rolled a 13. Oh, <laughs> mm. right. 
Let me see how that move works. So I witness a powerful or significant memory that's recorded in their personal echo, and I get to ask two questions. Okay, what are you trying to do? Okay. Um, so how about, tell me the questions that you're going to ask, and, and I will come up with a, a memory that answers them. What are you trying to accomplish, and what are you most afraid of? Ooh, okay. So I think... You're, you're looking around in this place and you kind of like extend your senses into the echo. And I think you, you sort of see this like ghostly images overlaid the, the, what you're seeing physically in the physical space. <laughs> and you see this creature, lime, uh, fish with lots of little ruffly fins moving through their space. And at first, you know, they're, they're darting around quickly, looking very healthy. And in the background, what is, is present in this kind of memory that isn't there now is there is a, a planter uh, kind of in a window that is overflowing with like uh, different types of seaweed and in many different colors. It's very pretty. And kind of in the background, it's like a time lapse sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You can see the blight start to creep into this planter, but Lime doesn't seem to notice it until that sort of healthy darting around slows down and becomes more sickly. And then there's a, a, a stretch where they're, you, you think that like they've died because they're not moving at all. They're just sort of in their little nest area. And there's a shift in sort of the, their sort of psychic imprint. They, they don't look like themselves anymore. They don't look like the creature Lime. They look like just sort of this blighted mass, like this black, sickly shape. And that sickly shape kind of moves very stiffly over to this, this planter, which is now just full of this rotting plant material. And it balls up the rot in its fins and then swims out of the place. And I think kind of the, the specific answers to your questions are mm -hmm. what was trying to be accomplished was you know, spreading the infection mm -hmm. from whatever took Lyme's place. And I think that you kind of get a sense of two fears. You get a sense of fear from Lyme that they are losing themselves and a sense of fear from whatever came after that it will not be able to spread. Okay. I relay this back to strong arms. Oh, this is not good. Um, this is definitely not good. I, I don't know if Lime died or is just being taken over, but it seems like this this blight may not be sentient. It may be acting on just complete instinct that if you don't sort of grow, you you'll you'll die. So I don't know though, because I had the blight, so game master. Tell me, did I feel any of those same emotions when I got the blight? Um, I mean, I know I'm a different type of creature. Yeah. I think that if, if strong arms has described kind of that, that cold psychic chill feeling, mm -hmm. you had that, but you, I think that like you touched it, your tendril got all, all weird and infected and you went straight to a clinic. Right. And it was taken care of very quickly. This, what you okay. saw, it seems like Lyme was sick for a long time. Hmm. 
And so you didn't start to feel that loss of self other than, you know, whatever feelings you may have had about having a piece of you amputated, but that's independent of, of the blight. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like because you were able to get taken care of very quickly and, and you also, I think when you like you, you kind of knew about the blight when you saw this stuff and you were like, Oh, I need to go get this taken care of immediately. Um, Lime may have been someone who didn't know what it was. Right. It seemed like Lime just didn't see that the blight was there and didn't realize what was happening. And I, I wonder if the people who are sick in the clinics feel the same way. That's very concerning. Yeah. Although they seem to have gotten sick from their eels. Right, not from the... That's the spread... Not from the plant directly, but that means that their eels are infected, which means it could also be controlling the eels. Basically what we're saying, what we're encountering right here, is that the blight can take over creatures that can do its bidding. Yes. That's concerning. It is, but I also don't know if that is a a sort of an active intelligent thing or just a survival instinct. Because if it's a, if it's if they're sentient, we may be able to reason with them. And if they're, and if the blight isn't sentient, then it's needs to just be eradicated. I think we better go to the hospitals and see, yeah, and warn the doctors. Warn the doctors and see if we can get anything from the poor fish who are already infected at this point. I agree. I mean, the frightening thing being that there are fish who came in, but how many other fish didn't? You're right, because there wasn't a broadcast that there was sort of a new illness out there. We didn't want to create panic. Or a problem. Yeah. But we may have... We're going to need to have some kind of announcement, because the only way to quarantine it is going to be to get everybody in one place. So you're going to head over to, to one of the clinics? Yes. Okay. So you you make your way over there, and it's sort of a similar feeling as to when you got to the the algae headquarters. Um, just sort of a lot of very frantic activity, a lot of conversations happening, and you know one of the the doctor crabs will scuttle over to you and be like, "Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful! Uh, we had heard that." Uh, Guardians were investigating this matter. Uh, anything that we can do to, to assist, uh, please just tell me and, and we, will, we will provide. Are, are you the doctor in, in, in charge of this clinic? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, is there somewhere we could speak privately? Uh, yes, uh, follow me. And scuttles along to a back <laughs> office, essentially. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think that what, it's, a, it's just kind of a, you know, like a, a separate room in there and there's a like psionic biotech thing that kind of creates like a cone of silence yes. <laughs> effect around the room oh, that like he, nice. he activates yeah. once you're all in there. And so, so yes, yeah, so I, you know, none of the, the telepathic messages that you're sending will be able to get out of this room. Ah, uh, yes. The white noise. Yes. Machine. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doctor, we are very worried about the blight as I'm sure you are. Uh, we have reason to believe that the blight can take over creatures, can take over people. And 
it's one one real goal is to to spread. We don't know if it's intelligent. We don't know if it's survival, but we're we're worried about the fish who have been infected. Oh, do you have any of the fish who were infected in this uh, clinic? Yes, yes, we we have uh, five of them. Um, they they've been kept quarantined from from the rest of the the clinic uh, since. We apparently have a new infection vector. Um, they, they've been kept in, in rooms rather like this with psychic barriers up so that they can't project anything out. Um, that's, that's deeply, deeply concerning, though. Um, we are also extremely concerned that there may be other fish in the community who are also falling ill but not aware of what's actually happening. It seems to take some time for someone to be completely overtaken. So it's entirely possible that they could be swimming around and we don't mm -hmm. know. We may have to make an announcement to try to get anybody in who may be experiencing symptoms already. Right. And <sighs> we may get a lot of false positives, people who come in who think they have it but don't, but that's better than risking the entire population. Yes. Oh, dear. Um, all right. Well... <sighs> it mm, we we can uh, talk about putting out a, an announcement about this this illness, but I, I fear that it will lead to to mass panic in the community. Well, that is what we're afraid of, and the um, the researchers at algae have blighted plants that they are doing their research on, <laughs> hopefully to find markers and to find some sort of a, a, a cure because it seems that if you don't recognize the blight and get taken care of right away as I did mm -hmm. it can completely overtake you potentially killing you and, and just riding around your animated corpse oh that is horrifying um, yes we, we have had some infected creatures that we were able to treat the same way we did you where it was confined to, to a limb or another mm -hmm. small portion that we were able to remove but some, the infection is more widespread and it sounds like that's the, the stage that can lead to this, this takeover that you've described. Oh dear, that is very troubling. Do you have sufficient support if any of the creatures that you're currently tending start to act not as themselves? Uh, I, I don't know. It depends on how aggressive they become in, in their attempts to, uh, act on the, the Blight's will. Perhaps we should keep the patients sedated then. Uh, yes, that, yeah. that may be, that may be best. I will, I will send word of this. I will share this amongst the, the rest of the medical community, but I think that, uh, given your, your position, uh, within, the, the city, you, you are well-respected guardians that perhaps if the warning about this illness and instructions about what to do came from you, uh, it might be better received, perhaps prevent the sort of mass panic that, that we, we really want to prevent. Well, I do have an idea. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> Cut to, yep. I'm also very flashy, so please tell me what to do. I literally have the old razzle-dazzle. Yes. I, I was thinking we could together create some sort of PSA yeah. song and dance routine. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. That is 
not necessarily panic inducing, but it's lighthearted. It's a musical, but people still know that they should take it seriously because <laughs> it's coming from the Guardians. But okay. it is done in an entertaining way. Okay. Um, how, yeah, I love this very much. How do you want to, um, how do you want to go about doing this? Talk to me about the razzle-dazzle move. It's, it's officially when I put on a display, a dazzling show, roll plus calm on a hit, all eyes are on you for the moment at least. It's really actually a distraction technique, but yeah. I really love it. So the thing that I would say is I think we need to get the little, the little, the rememberers on board. Yes. So I think what we need to do is basically like do a thing and then have them play it back all over yes, the place. Yes, exactly. Okay. So I think... This sounds like we're gonna. There's gonna be multiple moves here. I like the yes. idea of using the old razzle dazzle as part of this, um, <laughs> and I think that may we can. I just yeah, I want to light I think up. We can maybe kind of like tweak the some of the items on this list or interpret them a little differently to to fit. Yeah. And then it sounds like for uh, for Tangled, maybe Heart of the Beholder? That's what I was thinking, because yeah. this is going to be my next work of art. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to say is kind of depending on how you both do on these roles for kind of creating this, this new work, you may get some pluses to, I think, to, to work with the Rememberers. That will be a reach out role, which is about reaching out to the community to ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. And so kind of depending on how you're, you're kind of combining these two special playbook moves to create this work that you'll then present to them to, to spread to the community. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm going to say, since it's the more complex one, let's start with Heart of the Beholder. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing the song. Okay. In my head. Oh boy. <laughs> if you're feeling kind of ick and you think you have a sick, come down to the crab clinic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So for this, you will roll plus hope. Oh, yay. 13. 13. Okay. On a 10 Woo. plus, you have three inspiration that you can kind of hold and spend, and you choose two from the list. The process of creation reminded who you really are. You can clear corruption. It helped you process your recent past. You can clear a condition, which I don't think either of you have taken any conditions. Not yet. No, but uh, we can clear a corruption. That sounds good. Yes. And then you can, it, it connected you to a personal truth, so you can mark harmony as well. Yes, I think we're going to mm -hmm. clear a corruption and mark harmony. Wonderful. My personal truth, I, I I care deeply about this community. And I think, so you can spend inspiration uh, on a few different things, but the last one I think makes the most sense. It's called, I've heard good things. Spend three inspiration to gain or have gained the attention of a helpful, influential, or prestigious inhabitant uh. who is able to offer immediate assistance. What? Yeah. Oh, I think that one's yeah. spend them all <laughs> I'm going on to spend them all so that the rememberers, I don't know, maybe they have a certain group that does new things and they like have almost like a telephone tree. Mm -hmm. So they learn the thing and then they will like spread out to like different groups to teach them the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you will be able to, to get, you'll be able to present your, your work to the, uh, yeah, kind of the, the, the test kitchen, for lack of a better <laughs> descriptor. Yes. They're the ones that try out the new things, and then if they work, they can, yeah, disseminate them out. 
And so then let's have let's have strong arms do the the old razzle dazzle. The old razzle dazzle. Not as good. Let's see. Eight, nine. Nine. Okay. So you get to pick two off of this list here. Set up an opportunity for your allies. Expose a weakness or flaw. Hold their attention. Avoid drawing unwanted attention. So I think the ones that are logical here is that I'm setting up an opportunity for Mm -hmm. my allies, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm using it a little bit differently because I'm like, I'm like giving them like cool flashy show stuff that they can translate into like a way to hold the attention of people who need to see it. And then I... Can I can I make a suggestion? Yes. I think I kind of like to interpret avoid drawing unwanted attention. You do this in such a way that it will not... The unwanted attention would be panic. This will not get a panic yes, reaction good. from people. Right. It will get a, like, concerned, participatory... Taking it seriously. Serious, yeah. But not panicking response without panic yes okay good 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 yes uh agree yeah fantastic and then you know i i was gonna have you roll reach out but i feel like you both did really well (laughs) on those two things (laughs) and and so i think that yeah you're able to like you you work together and compose this message through through song and dance and color and light and, and present it to this group of rememberers who are able to to spread it throughout the mm-hmm. rest of their community. And I, I think that we see this, this you know, scenes throughout uh, the city of Dark Heat as the rememberers are, are you know, doing these, these performances to share this information. And we, we see a number of creatures heading to the clinics. Um, and the clinics are like, there's a lot of people there. They're a little overwhelmed, but they, they are getting assistance. Other members of the community who are healthy are there kind of volunteering to help and make sure that everyone is, is seen and taken care of. There still is not a cure for the blight. Um, and a number of, of creatures are, are admitted into the clinics without a lot of hope for, for treatment. But there is research happening. And for the moment, you, you have prevented a, a mass outbreak of this, of this disease in your community through the, the power of art. And Yay. <laughs> so where we're going to end is kind of to, to bookend the adventure is back in the sanctuary. And, you know, after I think that, you know, all of the the messages have gone out and people are going to the clinics and you've kind of seen the outcome of, of your work, you both return to your sanctuary to sort of process what's happened. And how how does the sanctuary change in response to your your emotional states? What are you bringing into the sanctuary now? Um, I've brought actually like a little potted seaweed type thing which is by the door and it's actually there because every time i come in now i Mm. check it canary in the coal mine yeah 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 (laughs) okay i like that how about tangled tangled is worried but also doesn't want to stress out strong arms anymore so tangled I'm not stressed out. What are you talking about? I'm totally fine. Everything is fine. Ignore the flashing red lights. So so I think Tangled has brought in... It doesn't have to be a physical object. It can also just sort of be an emotional state. Right. 
Uh, so Tangled has spent time imbuing the sanctuary with calmness. And maybe even little bits of that catchy jingle. <laughs> so that, you know, yeah. even if we we get worried, we're like, hey, you know, we've we've gone through some bad stuff before. Like, it's going to be okay. And it's good. We're going to figure it out. We're yeah. going to figure it out. All right. And go down to the crowd. <laughs> uh, and, and that is going to be the end of our, our story for today. That's Descent into Midnight. <laughs> My God, that's such a cute Isn't game. it? It's, it, it's, it's really <laughs> just wonderful and always ends up being a very, like, emotion heavy experience I have, I have found um and i love that, yeah. that you saved the day with art that's really really yes. wonderful <laughs> we win we win tabletop gaming um uh, i i'm gonna say it's really fascinating to play under the sea yeah. because that's just i don't feel like that's a really explored yeah. space um, for us, which is yeah, really neat. It, it definitely, it, it removes a lot of limitations and it adds some new mm-hmm. interesting ones just in terms of yeah. movement even. <laughs> um, yeah. And different thinking about it differently in terms of like weird things like, you know, you could have plankton and you can mm-hmm. also have a that whale. Are, that are friends. Like, there's just, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. just scale stuff that's like, yeah. wow, okay. Um, it's not that it doesn't matter, but a lot of limitations are overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, awesome. So, well, thank you so much for coming on and yeah, running that for us. thank you for playing. This it's was, this was a, a, a delightful, <laughs> charming story. I'm, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. <laughs> a little a little buddy mm-hmm. cop film yeah. there <laughs> with, with space for a sequel. <laughs> really quickly, before we wrap everything up, do you want to just tell people again where they can find you on the internet if they want to listen to the Magpies or hire you and yes. pay you money? Yes. <laughs> Both of those things. <laughs> so if you would like to hear me GMing Blades in the Dark, which is a, a game about uh, being criminals in a, a haunted industrial fantasy city, you can listen to the Magpies podcast, which you can find at magpiespodcast.net or check out our Twitter, magpies underscore pod. And in terms of the paying me money to do things, if you are a <laughs> game designer of, of tabletop games or modules or characters or, or anything like that, I do copy editing and uh, accessibility consulting. So, you know, before you, you publish on uh, Itch or DriveThru or the DMs Guild, you can reach out to me at rpgskillcheck.net and have me take a look at your your work to make sure that it is the absolute best it can be before it goes out into the mm-hmm. world. Oh, and if you want to awesome. follow my, my personal Twitter, that is at Rhiannon42. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. Yay. And we won't have a link in the show notes yet because the Kickstarter will not have gone live yet for Descent into Midnight when these episodes drop. But keep your eyes open for it coming um, in February, I believe. Um, and we will mention that on our social feeds so that you yes. can find it um, and try to add that back in after the fact. So if this sounded interesting to you, keep your eyes peeled. Yes. I guess I should also mention that my, my connection to Descent into Midnight is that I am the accessibility 
reality consultant on that project. <laughs> That's good <laughs> I mean, to know. Sense, I, am, right? I am not just <laughs> a, a, a random person who <laughs> was selected to, to run this. Um, that that is that is my well, connection to it. So I figure then also if you follow if people follow you on the Twitters and stuff, they will also yes, see it. Yes. Right. Cause you'll also be yes. posting about it. So that's another good way to keep track of it. <laughs> yes. Just follow all of the accounts and you will be sure to hear as soon as the Kickstarter goes live. Yes. Yep. Cool. Thank you so well, much yay, again. Thank you so yes, much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both for, for having me on. This was a ton of fun. We hope you enjoyed episode 127 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on the podcatcher of your choice. You can find out more information at our website, sasgeek.com, or on Twitter at sasgeekpodcast. Be sure to keep a lookout for Descent into Midnight on Kickstarter in February. If you like She's a Super Geek, you might also like other Misdirected Mark shows, like The Gnomecast. Several gnomes from the very popular website, Gnome Stew, get together to talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and to avoid being thrown in the stew. Help them not get thrown in the stew. Listen to the Gnomecast. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more music, merch, and tour dates online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. I'm ready.